0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Front Row Formula One podcast. My name is Brogan Malloy and I'm very happy to have you along with me on this project. I've decided I wanted to start a podcast. I do want to be a broadcaster in the future. And I thought what better way to get a bit of experience than to start a podcast on my own. I've done a podcast before with a good friend of mine, but uh, unfortunately that finished. But... um. Yeah, I'm gonna try and take them skills that I've learned and uh, put them into something I'm passionate about, and that is Formula One. So, let me tell you a little bit about this podcast. We are going to start off with looking at last week's race, the the Bahrain Grand Prix, which Lewis Hamilton won again, of course, under safety care conditions. Then we move on to some of the news and rumors around the paddock this week. Uh, looking at what we could be seeing in the future in terms of drivers and what we will be seeing in the future in terms of drivers. And then finally we move on to next week's race which is the Sakir Grand Prix once again in Bahrain. A fascinating race on the outer track of Bahrain. A lot of talk about it being a totally power track. So it should be interesting to see. Will we get a few shake-ups with the lack of corners? There'll be a few low fifty-second laps. So um, yeah, it should be interesting. But let's get right into the start of things. Are you falling asleep? Wake up! Wake up! So to begin with, we're obviously going to talk about. Lewis Hamilton getting another win. Of course, we all know that wasn't the big story of last week's race, but we're going to get to that a little bit later on. It was another easy win for Lewis Hamilton, although he was talking about it differently on the team radio, saying it was a bit tougher than everyone seemed. Unfortunate for Max Verstappen, who actually does gain ground on Valtteri Bottas, who had a bit of a shocker. Another poor week for Valtteri Bottas and seems to be very unlucky but Verstappen does gain ground. Unfortunate that Perez's engine failure came that late on in the race a few laps earlier and they would have cleared that car with Verstappen on the fresher tires. I don't know, it could have been tight. Although um, usually Hamilton finds a way to win these sort of races. Another top story of last week's race weekend was that Albon got his second podium, finally. Seems like it's been a long time coming, but I'm happy for him in a way. I, th- I don't think he deserves the Red Bull C for next year, but we will get onto that a little bit later. I don't think he's done enough yet, even despite that podium. Now, one of maybe the most costly results of the Grand Prix is racing point two dnfs not good for them at all great performance by mclaren though norris p4 science p5 fantastic result for them that pushes them right into the driving seat excuse the pun for that third place finish renault with a decent result but yeah all around great performance by mclaren should be interesting next week Renault looked really quick in the speed traps for qualifying uh, last weekend, topping them Esteban Ocon and Daniel Ricciardo, uh, one and two, and interestingly, George Russell in third, but we will also get onto that a little bit later. Uh, as I was saying, a shocker for Bottas, an early puncture, some contact. With, uh, with Kvyat, I think it was, but now the gap to Verstappen is down to 12 points and Verstappen, it, it with the luck Bottas is having I would not be surprised if Verstappen crawled back into the second place position in the Drivers' Championship. Verstappen seems like that kind of person though who wouldn't really care about that, it's first or nothing for him whereas Bottas maybe a bit, maybe a bit more uh, appreciative of a second place finish uh, we'll we'll finish off with the probably the biggest story of the Formula One weekend last weekend and maybe the biggest story of the season Grosjean's crash. Now in my time, I haven't been watching Formula One too long. I have to admit, but in my time of watching Formula One, I've never seen anything like that. You're, you'd have to go back to the kind of the James Hunt, Nicky Lauda days, when when cars would be catching fire like that. It was incredible to see, and the the whole car splitting in half was, it was shocking in in some ways. But uh, very happy, Roman is okay I don't think I think that will be his last race in Formula 1 I don't think he'll be back but yeah a uh, great job by the Formula 1 the, the safety measures that they've brought in in the last few years have made it much 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 more safe for drivers driving around the halo was probably I know Grosjean himself was against the halo originally but um I think he's very grateful for it now and whoever came up with the idea of the halo maybe deserves a little pat on the back or something because he he saved a life the other day. I would say last week's race was pretty good. Uh, Obviously it was horrible to see Grosjean's crash. You you sit there in horror. I've never seen a car go up in flames like that. It, It looked like a movie set. How when a car goes flying off a cliff and it just suddenly bursts into flames, I didn't think that was possible. But listen, these these cars are so complex, and they've and at the start of the race as well, so much fuel. I think Grosjean was lucky, even with the halo, he was lucky. It just it was such a scary thing to see. But overall, despite that, I think it was an entertaining race. The right up until the last lap. Or the the last running lap, of course, have finished with a with a safety car. Albon, of course, getting that final position. I, I think he even said himself in the interviews afterwards, it was a bit lucky. But listen, sometimes you need the luck, and maybe that will be what saves him his seat in in Formula One next year, or at least his Red Bull seat. My car is jumping around like a kangaroo. I swear. Now that was last week's race weekend. We're going to move on to some news and rumours from the Formula 1 paddock. And it was a very, very busy week for Formula 1 news and rumours this week. First of all, we got the announcement a couple of days ago that Nikita Mazepin has signed with Haas F1. Now, a bit of background to Nikita. He has two wins to his name in Formula 2, the Mugello and Silverstone feature races. He's currently third in the championship behind Schumacher and Callum in his second season, which we usually find that the the really good drivers, they have one season to adapt and one season to get out of there, get into a Formula One car. He has six podiums to his name and he's narrowly ahead of Yuki Tsunoda and Robert Schwartzman. Tsunoda obviously tipped for Alfa Tauri and Schwartzman only in his first season uh in formula 2 so very impressive for schwarzman there my verdict on that is i think he's a solid driver i wasn't sure beforehand but i i did a little bit of research on him it does seem like he can drive i i wasn't expecting it earlier on in the year but as it became more apparent that he was an actual driver he wasn't just a payout for Haas i think he can do the job it was a risk worth taking for Hass, And i think it's a good choice and obviously that money incentive can only mean good things for hasson and, and hopefully they can be a bit more competitive like they were in their first year we we love to see gunther steiner happy uh, again although he does produce some fantastic sound bites when he's not happy now we have a fucking bunch of wanko yeah bunch of fucking clowns here. Yeah. Moving on, we also have more news from Haas F1. They have signed Mick Schumacher on a multi-year deal. Um, two wins also in F2, the Monza and Sachi feature races, but 10 podiums this time. And only three times has he not scored a point uh, in, in a race this year. So his absolute consistency in, in point scoring has helped him a lot. Uh, this year to to be narrowly on top of Kalamila in the F2 standings honestly I think I was again a bit sceptical about this signing because I feel like his surname plays into the hype a lot but looking at his results I think he deserves the chance based on merit and of course he brings cash with him like Nikita Mazepin Uh, and I think that can only be good for Haas uh, I, I think it, it sounds like a recipe for success. He's a showmaker, he has money. he's at a team that needs a young ambitious driver with plenty of cash to pump into the car. And I, I honestly think it will work out. I't do I think he'll become a seven-time world champion like his father? Probably not, but listen. I doubt many people thought Lewis Hamilton would become a seven-time world champion. Speaking of Lewis Hamilton, today he has been diagnosed with COVID-19. So, replacing him in his car will be a shock to me anyway. I don't know if it's a shock to anyone else. But a shock to me, George Russell will be replacing Lewis Hamilton. Um, of course, only a, a handful of drivers have actually raced for two teams in one season, and this is definitely not like the albon gasly switch back in 2019 season. In the beginning, I found it very, very weird that they went with Russell, when they have two reserve drivers in Van Dorn and Gutierrez. But it, it when thinking about it, honestly, it kind of makes sense because... Russell is a Mercedes driver. He's part of the Mercedes driver program. It's a great opportunity. Like, the the championship is wrapped up. Williams aren't fighting for anything. Mercedes aren't fighting for anything. No one, on, other than the midfielder, are really fighting for much. And it just seems like, a listen, there's no pressure. Go out. Show us what you can do. On a fast track, not many corners, not many places to hit a wall during a safety car it, ju- it just seems like the perfect storm happened, like this was perfect for a perfect opportunity to see what he can do in a car and as well as that, Williams take up Jack Aiken. it'll be good for Mercedes to see what he can do in the, in the Williams car, see if he can be at the same level that Russell has been the whole time, I, I guess the benchmark is beating Latifi and from the looks of things, that doesn't seem difficult. Like, Williams, if, if you look at all the stats that Sky Sports are always putting up, Williams have the third worst car. So there's Haas and there's Alfa Romeo, who are worse cars. And Latifi finishes last in qualifying, so regularly. It, it, it begs the question, and maybe it's an argument for another day that we can get into, is that... W- how can people pay their way into Formula 1 if they're not cut out for it they're, I don't understand how that can happen there's something inherently wrong if it's worth it for a team to finish last but have this lad pay hundreds of millions well actually I actually don't know how much it is but pay I presume in the millions just to be driving the car around last place every week. I'm sure he doesn't want to be last either and I'm sure he rates himself. But um yeah, he I, he's not for me. But let's see how Jack Aiken does in the Williams. I hope he does well. It would be great to see him get out of cute one. Uh like like Mr. Saturday does even though I have my issues with that again them being the third worst car and of course that means six cars and five cars go out in Q3 so one has to go through and it's obviously going to be the best car so I think the minimum George Russell should be expected to do is get out of Q1. Jack Aiken is of course not having the best year in Formula 2 he's currently 14th position in his third season and only two podiums in that time which is it's, it's not ideal it's not what you want to see from an aspiring driver usually we see these boys they they take their first year to acclimatize second year gets them right up there in the mix even if it, sometimes it'll take a third year but y- you want to be knocking on the door of a formula one team sometime soon now admittedly Jack Aiken is of course getting the chance in a Williams do I think they'll take him on no, probably not. Even... It, it all depends. If if Russell goes, what happens? Did I take Aiken? Did I go with someone more reliable? Like, Esteban Gutierrez, who's also on the books. At Mercedes. Stoffel van Dorn could be in. I have no idea. It all depends. I don't see Russell going. I see Hamilton signing a contract. Russell will stay... Latifi will stay of course because he brings in the money but yeah I d- it's not ideal for Mercedes or for Williams for Jack Aiken to come in I, I I, don't see Jack Aiken taking the seat of a car anytime soon but listen we know how it goes in at the highest level in sport nothing is guaranteed obviously with Williams trying to burst into that midfield, get away from the trailing pack. Who knows what might happen? Who knows? Another, maybe not a rumor, but it definitely was a rumor a few weeks ago, is Callum Eilot. What next for him? He was tipped to make the jump into Formula 1 this year. Uh, This is his third year in Formula 2. How much longer is he going to be able to sit there waiting for a team to pick him up? He was even supposed to have the opportunity to test for Haas in FP1 at the Nürburgring. Now it didn't happen, but he was supposed to be there in an F1 car. And then all of a sudden it goes to Mazepin and Schumacher. It all seems to have gone wrong for Callum right at the last minute. And with only one Mercedes seat left, which you'd have to assume is going to Lewis Hamilton. And if it isn't going to Lewis Hamilton, can't imagine Callum gonna get it. There's only one Red Bull seat left which seems like a two horse race between Perez and Albon and only one AlphaTauri seat left which seems like Yuki Tsunoda is going to take it. It looks like Kalamiola will have to wait another year at least. Now saying that, Alpha Romeo who Mick Schumacher was supposed to test for at the same weekend as Kalamiola have Kimi Raikkonen on a one year deal. Now I think this will be Kimmy's last year in the sport. i whether he wants that to happen, whether Alfa Romeo won't renew his contract. I I do believe it is just a one year contract. I think it will be between Ila and Schwartzman, Robert Schwartzman, for the um for the last Alfa Romeo spot two drivers obviously a part of the ferrari driver program and of course ferrari are the engine suppliers of alfa romeo so honestly i rate schwartzman more than i rate calla i I think schwartzman has done an incredible job in his first year in formula 2 and i think he'll go on to win the championship next year especially with schumacher out of his way Sonoda out of his way, uh Mazapin out of his way, you know, it, it seems like it's set up for Schwartzmann to be able to go on and win it. Now, I think whoever whoever wins or whoever does better will get that Alpha Romeo C. But of course, that's a long time away. Anything can happen. They could renew Reichnan's contract. If Reichnan does well, why 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 fix what's not broken, you know? and Giovinazzi has had a great well maybe not a great season but he's certainly he's shown pace at times and he's shown that he's quick off the line uh, he had a long record of overtaking in every Grand Prix although I don't think he's done it in the last two Grand Prix. but um, yeah definitely it, it mightn't happen for either of them and Schwarzman might have to wait another year as well A few more stories on the grid, Uh, Fittipaldi will fill in for Roman Grosjean for next weekend anyway, and presumably the last race weekend in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Pietro Fittipaldi is of course the grandson of the four-time world championship winner Emerson Fittipaldi, and the final story that was kind of of note, um, it seems like Perez will only take a seat with Red Bull this year. Otherwise, he's going to take a year out, even despite Albon's poor form. Uh, I know Albon did get a podium. It might be a little bit harsh for me to be talking about Albon in such a poor light, but um, he has been poor he he was only one point better off than Gasly when Red Bull made the swap in 2019 at the same point so I, I think Gasly, either Gasly's been treated unfairly or Albon has been treated preferentially and I, I'd say it's probably the latter of them because as I found out kind of recently Red Bull is 51% pie owned so I can imagine that some of the executives in Red Bull are kind of going, yeah, maybe, maybe keep keep Albon going on there. So I think they want to give Albon every single reason to be able to stay. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's in the best interests of Red Bull Racing either to keep Albon in the seat. I think Christian Horner would love to bring in Sergio Perez, a proven points hoarder proven race finisher, he he's a great driver and it would be such a shame to see him leave the grid. It just it's it's so unfair. But listen, Formula One is an unfair sport and as I was criticising paying your way into Formula One, that is what Perez did many years ago to get into McLaren, to get into Formula One in general. I don't know. It, listen, I like Perez I think he should be on the grid I think he's he's million percent good enough to be on the grid when people like Latifi are on the grid and I'm not a big fan of Lance Stroll either who also paid his way into Formula One it just it seems like so unfair that Perez won't be racing next year if Red Bull decide to give the seat to Alex Albon but listen these things happen in sport. It won't be the. It's not the first time, and it won't be the last time this happens. So we'll wait and see. I really do hope Perez gets the Red Bull seat, but do I think it'll happen? No, I. Th- I think they'll stick with Albon. Here's another question: If if Red Bull do decide to go with Perez, does that mean Albon's shunted out? Is he pushed back down to teammate with Pierre Gasly this next year? Is Yuki Tsunoda still in? It will be interesting to see. What does he do? Does he go off to Formula E like he was going to do before he got the call up to to Red Bull? Should be fascinating to find out what actually happens with Albon. Or should we say, who let the dogs out? Now, lastly, we're going to look ahead to the Sakir Grand Prix. I think there's evidence to suggest that there will be a few surprises in the Bahraini Uh If you look at qualifying from last week, we see that Renault topped the speed traps in qualifying. There were 10 kilometers an hour quicker than Max Verstappen in qualifying. Now, of course, Max Verstappen, as we all know, he, he qualified pretty well, but it was in the turns that he gained up the time. Obviously, low downforce, leads to higher speeds, but slower through the corners. So Verstappen and Hamilton was P17 in the speed traps as well. So obviously them two boys decided the turning was was more important to that. But of course, as we know in Bahrain, the outer track, there are not many turns and it's a very, very quick lap. So I'm predicting a lot of low down force can Red Bull squeeze ten kilometers an hour out of that car? I'm not sure. Max Verstappen in the last race didn't sound too confident that they'd be able to get the car going in the outer track. I think the Mercedes won't have a won't have an issue with that. Who else looks quick? Russell was third. Now he did finish P. 16 I think 15 no he qualified P15 of of course he's not driving that car next weekend he's driving Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes which I imagine will be quick I, I wrote a prediction down earlier and I'm not even sure I'm still going with it uh I wrote down that I think Bottas will win with uh Russell and Ricardo on the podium I do think that Mercedes car is just so good and it's so overpowering to the rest of them that Russell and Bottas will finish definitely on the podium but um, then I, I start considering Ricardo and Ocon. Uh, I I just think that Renault is a rocket ship I'm not too sure whether it will be quick enough to beat out them Mercedes I really don't know. The racing points as well are quick, but seems like the Red Bulls aren't too quick in a straight line. So, listen, it it is what it is. It 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 should be a fantastic race next week, and hopefully there'll be a lot of overtakes, and hopefully a few people will struggle. Hopefully a few people who we don't really consider as race winners, like McLaren. What a what if they. Pick the golden setup, the perfect balance of speed and cornering, the few corners that are there. Alpha Terry, what can they do? Will they get a top 10, top 5 finish? it There's a lot of questions to be answered. And I think, honestly, it will be a fantastic race. But it's, we've never had, well, in my time anyway, we've never had a race like this before. So it should be interesting to see how it will work how everyone will finish, how everyone will sit at the end. Yeah, but that's my prediction. Bottas to win Russell and Ricardo on the podium. I think Ocon will be up there. Renault will get a good good boost in the Constructors' Championship. I feel like McLaren are the weakest of the Renault racing point and McLaren rivalry in terms of straight line speed. I feel like... They're not gonna be doing so well this week. But listen, it reminds be seen. can even Alpha Terry pip McLaren to the to those spots, which would it would swing racing point right back into the mix. It would probably swing Renault right back into the mix, right, make it go right down to the wire in Abu Dhabi, which again should be a cracking Grand Prix. Okay, I'm hanging upside down. Anyway, that is all I think for this week. I'd just like to thank anyone who's tuned in. I hope to get these out on either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Now I know this one probably won't be out till Thursday. But um, yeah, I I hope to in the future continue these. I'd like to thank anyone who's listening. I know... There might be a few of my friends listening who have no idea about Formula 1, so I am thankful that you've stayed through all that shite. I hope you've enjoyed. Please leave feedback. Get in touch with me. My Instagram is Brogan underscore Malloy, B-R-O-G-A-N underscore M-O-L-L-O-Y. You can get in touch with me, say you like the podcast, say you hate the podcast. What can I do better? What have I done good? I'd, I'd really appreciate the feedback. I hope to get a few people on just to discuss it with me just to get a bit of controversy going get a few debates going let's be real it'll probably be one of my brothers if not both of my brothers talking absolute brown but yeah we'll see we'll see this is more of an experiment I I don't expect anything to come of this of course but yeah I hope you have enjoyed it and I, I hope I provided some sort of knowledge some sort of um, analysis that you didn't think of uh, probably didn't butcher. We'll, we'll move on. We'll carry. We'll carry on. We'll try and get it going. I've decided to start this now, instead of at the start the next season, so I can iron out some of the creases. You know, um, it's it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be messy in the beginning, but uh, but to start the next season when all of the stuff that I've been talking about today is sorted out. Yeah, I I hope it uh, it'll be a better listen. So um. Thank you for listening and I hope you come back next week.